The Insulone Podcast is brought to you by Cybionics, an emerging CGM brand that focuses on simplifying how individuals aged 18 and above monitor and control their blood sugar levels. Upon becoming available on the market, the Cybionics GS1 CGM has helped users worldwide navigate the complexities of diabetes management with more confidence and peace of mind. Thanks to Cybionics, now more people are able to view and share their real-time glucose data, receive customizable glucose alarms, and generate full AGP reports, all directly from an intuitive Cybionics app, empowering them with the necessary information to make better decisions about their health. Cybionics combines data accuracy and comfort of wear, which is important to us all, with a feature-rich app. The 14-day scanning-free and calibration-free Cybionics GS1 CGM aims to deliver reliable, seamless diabetes management experiences. For more, check out cybionicscgm.com. How's it going? It's Owen here, and this is a bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast, Redefining Diabetes. Every week, we'll dip back into the episode archive and get you to think and reflect once more about some of the things we've learned from the podcast over the last few years. It could be some diabetic wisdom, advice, a great guest, or even a hypo story. So enjoy this bite-sized episode of the Insulone Podcast. Even looking at your numbers, which were 1,100 milligrams per deciliter, yep. and to put that into perspective for, for anyone who uses millimoles per liter 1100 would equate to about 61 millimoles per liter and i'll be honest with you jermaine that's the highest blood sugar reading i've ever heard about yes that's you you're right because so i didn't know at the time i didn't know i didn't know about diabetes um when they told me that i was just like okay you know but it was such a you know i just remember i don't know if you like have you ever seen a movie when it's just like so much going on in the ER room and doctors and stuff, everybody all over the place. That's how it was when I was in ICU. Yeah. And when they said that number, it was just like an uproar. Like, what? I can't. Wow. Really? You know, I'm just thinking it's like regular because I'm feeling like I'm about to die. But those mm -hmm. numbers after I got out of it, you know, thank God, five days later and I start telling people what happened to me and they was all looking at me like I was a ghost, you know, like, wow, how are you still alive? Like 1100. And then the more and more as I go along with life and learning about diabetes, now I see why, because some people, you know, when their glucose levels get to a certain point, not even that high, you know, they got amputees, they vision, they lose their vision and, you know, numbness. And, and you know, there's a lot of things going on in the body, kidney failure, but my levels had got to 1100 and I was the only thing that was really wrong with me at that time was um, my eyesight. I was losing my eyesight. Uh, and also um, the way I was speaking, like when I speak, the inside of my throat was closing up. So but other than that, like my limbs was perfectly fine. I could, you know, except for the day I was diagnosed when I got into the ambulance, I couldn't walk. My legs was like rubber bands. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. Yeah. I couldn't, you know, they were still functionable, but just me, like I was just so weak. I was, I couldn't even stand up. 
So yeah, those are very high and dangerous numbers. They though like I want to inspect for somebody to say, hey, wait for you to get to those numbers to go finally go get yourself checked out. I would never say that. <laughs> no, um, you know, so absolutely not. you don't want to get to that point, you know. But I was to that point. I was eleven hundred. Yeah, and I'm even thinking back to when I was diagnosed. So I was I was diagnosed near. I'm coming up actually on my ten year anniversary, mm-hmm. but when I went in initially when I was diagnosed for the first time, my blood sugars were about 38 millimoles per liter, which is about 600 wow. milligrams per deciliter. So your bloods were nearly double, double yeah. the height of mine. And when I went in and you perfectly said, it, you're kind of like a ghost. Yep. And I remember going in and for the weeks leading up to it, I was I was falling asleep. I had no energy. I was so, so thirsty, just constantly dehydrated. So like for you, Jermaine, what was the period leading up to you going into hospital initially and then spending five days in ICU? Yeah, I was going to definitely say I would like to get into that. Um, So the readers, I mean, excuse me, sort of people that's listening, if you have those kind of symptoms, you need to pay very close attention. So what happened was it was around the holiday time. And, um, you know, I was just on people in my household was on a health kick. <laughs> you know, we had got a blender, <laughs> a juicer, rather. We had got a juicer. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, we were just like all happy, like, yeah, you know, we're going to, you know, start juicing up, start, you know, uh, exercising and everything. And, you know, we just was like happy about getting the juicer. So, you know, we got the juicer and everybody in my house and we juicing up stuff. I'm like real excited. I'm going places and I'm like, I can't wait to get back home so I can make me an apple <laughs> or a pineapple or, you know, just juicing up stuff. I was like real excited about it. So, you know, everybody in my house caught the flu. So it was like bad flu season at that time. Everybody in my house caught the flu, my wife, my children. And, um, you know, it wasn't bad, you know. But it was bad for me. So everybody got well. Everybody was getting well. And I was still like, I still feel the same. Then everybody got well, except for me. And I'm like, wow, I'm still, you know, I don't feel right. Uh, you know, I didn't. And mind you, I'm not even thinking about diabetes. I'm not thinking of that at all. I'm just thinking it's a flu situation because, you know, for those listening, you know, those could be symptoms, like flu symptoms. You might think you got the flu, but it could be very well be diabetes. So I'm thinking, wow, I got the, I still got the flu. I'm going to go to the doctor the following week. I think it was on a weekend or something. I'm like, I'll just make an appointment and see when I could go in. So mind you, you know, with the juicer, uh, you know, I'm just still got the flu. I'm like, okay, why don't, let me just drink some more juice. <laughs> so I'm like, maybe the juice, maybe if I just drink some juice, some fresh juice or something, I'll get better as I go along. But that was really adding fuel to the fire. That was just like adding salt to a wound, you know. So my my glucose levels, who knows what they were at that time. Um, so I'm still juicing, yeah. sick, got the flu, thinking it's the flu. I'm still juicing, so I'm adding more to my sugar levels, and I'm just juicing. And and um, you know, the very next day, you know, like I said, everybody in my house was well. My wife was well, and I was still in the bed. I couldn't get out the bed, and she came in the room because I I had slept in a separate room because I still didn't want to give people whatever it was the flu or whatever when they was getting better. So I slept I slept in a separate room. So when she came in the room, she turned the light on. My face was facing the door. When she turned the light on, she said, "Oh my God!" 
And I said, what? You know, I said it real soft. Like, I said, what? She said, your face, your face is looking sunk in. Your throat looking sunk in. I'm about to call the ambulance. I said, okay, mm-hmm. let me get up and get dressed. And that's when I realized I couldn't walk. I tried to get up. Like I said, I was still functionable. I thought I could. It wasn't like, you know, be like feeling up being paralyzed or nothing. I was like, okay, I just don't feel good, but I know I could get up and get dressed. Soon as I tried to get up, I immediately fell to the ground. Like my legs was like rubber bands. I couldn't walk. So, you know, so my wife, she, she called the ambulance. She said they on their way. And, um, you know, she helped me get dressed. And then I, at that moment, I guess it was like really the jig was up. Like I really felt like something is wrong. I feel like I'm dying. So, you know, mm-hmm. she called the ambulance, the ambulance came and they didn't know what was going on. They just asked you a bunch of questions. I'm like, no, yes, no, yes. You know, I'm still functionable, but I really can't see. My vision is kind of losing. I'm losing my vision. And I could see, but it's still kind of blurry. And I'm like, what's going on? I can't barely see. So he's like, yeah, you know, they putting IVs in me. Let's, you know, maybe you dehydrated or, you know, let's then when I'm in the ambulance, I could just hear him talking. And they say, well, let's check his glucose. I didn't know what that meant, but I just remember him saying that, one of the guys saying that. So they tried to mm. check the glucose, tried to check it, tried to check it, and he couldn't get it reading. I didn't know what that meant then. I know now. But the, the levels, the glucose levels were so high, you couldn't read it on a regular meter. So, <clears throat> excuse me. So, you know, we finally get to the ICU. Ambulance takes me to the ICU unit. And it was just chaos. It was like, oh, my readings, my levels, not just my glucose levels, but my levels. My body was shutting down at the time. So it was just like a lot of chaos. Let's hook them up to this. They had me hooked up to like four IVs. Four, It was like four IVs and two insulin drips. Like I said, I didn't know what that meant then, but I know now. It was two insulin drips and like four IVs, I guess, because my body, I, I didn't really, I was have no liquids or what, something was going on. And um, yeah, and at that point, one of the doctors said, we finally got a reading. His levels is at is 1,100. And it was like an upward. And they, I was just like, wow. I, I didn't know what was going on, but I was kind of like wowing because the way they was acting. I didn't know why they was acting that way. I was like, man, maybe I'm going to die. Maybe I'm dying. That's why they acting like that. And I just didn't know. I just kept going in and out of conscience, in and out of conscience. And then, you know, eventually the IVs was working and insulin drips was working, but slowly. Just imagine that 1100, you know, it was going down, but it was going down slowly, like 1050, 1025, uh, 980. And it wasn't going down fast enough. So, you know, it didn't go down into levels that they was kind of comfortable with until the second day. The second day, it started going into the 350s. And, and, you know, that's being hooked up to to insulin drips overnight, 24 hours overnight. And they was giving me insulin uh, manually, too. Thanks for listening to this bite-sized episode of the Insulin Podcast. And if you want to listen to the full episode, you can check it out in the description. Chat to you soon.